0: Please join me for the prayer of illumination. God, you know us better than we know ourselves. As the scriptures are read, we listen for your voice. By your spirit, lead us out of our fears and into the knowledge of your love through Jesus Christ. Amen. The scripture today is from Luke chapter 17, verses 20 and 21. Once Jesus was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God was coming, and he answered, the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed. Nor will they say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: So as we continue uh, with our series, Surprised by Hope, uh, we are sure. Okay. As we continue our series, Surprised by Hope, looking at places and spaces where uh, faith um, and um, uh, where faith and our practice and our belief and the scripture uh, brings hope into our lives. Um, Last week, Josh spent time talking about the hope of heaven. Uh, And today we talk about the hope of the resurrection. Uh, Next week, it'll be the hope of the church Now, all this comes from N.T. Wright's uh, book, Surprised by Hope. Uh, Again, um, Josh had said that it wasn't the most uh, easy reading, but it's uh, definitely good reading um, if you've got time. It's one of those um, books that you don't kind of chug in an afternoon, but it's the kind that you might sip over the course of a day, Um, and then uh, regularly over the next couple of days. Um, The Hope of the Resurrection. I wonder for you, take a moment, close your eyes, think inside your head. Imagine with me, what does it look like when Christians will be resurrected? What does it look like when uh, believers in the future will be resurrected? Just think for a moment, make a, a quick little trailer movie, if you will, about what resurrection looks like. Now, for some of you, there is a trumpet that plays and the dead in Christ will rise, right? And and for some of you, there is uh, trappings. You can open your eyes now if you'd like to. Um, For some of you there, I mean, you're doing, it was great. I was like, there's some meditation happening out there. And I was concerned that we'd have, start having some snoring during meditation. Um, Some of you imagined uh, something with the trappings of a left behind book, right? Um, that there's this kind of uh, twinkling moment where everyone disappears. Um, I wonder, um, what, uh, the, what are those stories that we tell and what it looks like when folk are resurrected? Um, there's a group of uh, Catholic monks um, who believe that uh, when you're buried, you should not be um, cremated. Uh, you should be buried in such a way that, um, uh, that you would face the rising sun Because tradition says that when Jesus comes and cracks the sky and the trump shall sound, that uh, we will all meet him and that he'll come from the east over to the west, right? And this is fascinating. The detail of how one might be buried so that you might raise up and be there to see the rising sun, S O N, right? Um, What is resurrection? look like. For most of us, we think resurrection requires the end of our lives. We think that resurrection requires some twinkling of the uh, clouds, some beauty of the moment. Uh, Maybe it's touched by an angel. Maybe it's um, heavenly moments. But I want to help you think that resurrection is not a matter of the end of days, but it's a matter of today. When we think about resurrection, right? We look at scripture, we find that um, the story of Easter is that beginning place for all of us. It is that place where Jesus is resurrected on the third day. Um, And I wonder for you, what does that Easter moment mean? Is it just God showing off God's ability to make good on his promises? Is it God showing off and making sure that you and I both know that death no longer is the enemy? that God has triumphed over it. What is the Easter story for you? For some folk, it feels like an arbitrary moment where uh, God is showing, hey, I can do this. Now, if you'll wait around, I I might, if you act right, do it for you. Our scripture passage today talks about the kingdom of God. That the kingdom of God, right? As Jesus is being asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God was coming, he answered that the kingdom of God is not coming with things that can be observed, nor will people say, look, here it is, or there it is. For in fact, the kingdom of God is among you. Now the translation of the Greek there is interesting. You get three different variants. You get um, that the kingdom of God is among you. You get the kingdom of God is within you. And you get the kingdom of God is near, right? Now, um, a lot of conversation. I really liked Myra's children's moment this morning. Uh, Where does Jesus live? He lives in our heart, right? That would be the within you. Um, Among you would be when uh, two or three gather together, Jesus is present, right? Or this near idea, right? That the kingdom of God is coming, the already but not yet, that we are in the between times, now, it seems strange to talk about the kingdom of God in the same breath of talking about resurrection, but I think the two have a lot in common. I think our uh, interest in trying to see resurrection at the end of life is to miss the whole point of what the Easter story was about. The Easter story is not about God's arbitrary use of bringing uh, dead things back to life, but rather, N.T. Wright says, it is the beginning sh- shot of a revolution that changes the whole world that we see. That the Easter moment, that resurrection power, um, that bringing Jesus back from the dead is not an isolated event that's supposed to uh, fuel the rest of our lives until we too are resurrected, but rather it is the first shot in a revolution that changes the world as we know it. Now, when you think about um, ancient Near Eastern cultures, um, a kingdom would be announced at the birth of a king. Right? So when you read that nativity story, you get a very different piece there. That the kingdom, of, uh, the kingdom would, be, um, uh, would be coming on the birth of a king and that it would only become effective as the trumpeters, as the heralds, as the messengers went out throughout the kingdom, announcing the new reign of a king. And so you can see this um, in the stories in John, where um, Jesus is asked uh, by the Pharisees, uh, where he's um, asked about um, you know, where, uh, how do we know where the Holy Spirit is? Well, it blows like the wind and it goes where it will. Um, you get the question about being born again and how strange that born again conversation is. Well, am I supposed to climb back up into my mother's womb and to be born again? No, 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 right? The kingdom of God is like is like these things. Uh, you get this impression that what's coming is this renewal. What's coming is this revolution. What's coming is a resurrection, the uh, assumption prior to Jesus's resurrection is that the world has an element of corruption and decay and that things are headed towards a horrible end. But with that beginning shot of the revolution, you get this um, outbreaking of grass through the concrete of corruption. You, You get this imagery of beauty coming in the place where there was decay. You get this hope that things are different because the power of God trumps the power of death and that we are broken from that slavery. These are powerful things. Uh, When we think about resurrection, it is less about the end of days and more about today. Now, um, one of my favorite movies is from 1994. It's The Shawshank Redemption. Um, One of the nice things about Shawshank Redemption is originally a story um, entitled uh, Rita Hayworth and uh, Shawshank Prison. Uh, Why Rita Hayworth? What an interesting uh, title for um, a story. It's because if you remember, Andy hangs a picture of Rita Hayworth in his prison cell, right? A very kind of, you know, um, strange um, uh, pinup kind of Um, poster. Appropriate for a prison, I'm sure. But we know Andy to be this, uh, you know, very principled, wonderful, ethical uh, kind of a guy. And it seems strange that he has hung Rita Hayworth uh, in his prison cell. Um, And uh, what's interesting about Andy is he continues to tell his friend uh, Red, uh, tells Red about hope. They talk about the hope uh, that they hear when Uh, Andy breaks into the um, warden's office and plays opera music. Um, They talk about hope uh, in the midst of birds that are caged that need to be set free. And one of my favorite things that Andy says to Red over and over again is that hope is a good thing. It may be one of the very best things, and uh, good things never die. The hope of the resurrection, right? Uh, Hope is a good thing, maybe even one of the very best things, and good things never die. Now, I don't know how you feel these days about the world around us or about the church or about the denomination, but there's a whole lot of things happening, right? I continue to say that the ground underneath us in which we are doing church is changing quicker than you can know. Right? The prevalence of social media, uh, the, um, uh, the ways in which um, our children connect more with marketing and advertising than they do with literature and stories, the ways in which we have commodified everything around us. It, you know, um, I used to think that on the bus or on uh, the train or on the plane that people were praying until so you got up next to them and you could see that they were just on their cell phones. Right? There's just these strange uh, behaviors that are going on. On. The United Methodist Church is in a conversation over the next two years that may actually result in a split over social issues. The world around us is changing, right? Um, I, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the bishop asked all the new, uh, newly ordained uh, elders to answer a question. The question was, why do I have hope in the United Methodist Church? And I thought that was a fascinating question to ask the uh, newly ordained elders, And um, Pastor Jacob Breeze, who um, is working a new church start in Midtown, answered in this way. He says, you know, um, I have hope in the United Methodist Church because by all accounts, it's dying. Uh, if, If your ears just perked up, mine did too, right? He says, I have hope in the United Methodist Church because by all accounts, it's dying. Everything seems to indicate that it's going downhill. And you know what? From our ability to read scripture and to understand worship and theology, that's a good thing. Because we know how to tell the story of Good Friday. Because we know the answer of Easter morning that God is in the business of taking things that seem to be irrelevant, things that seem to be negative, things that seem to be dying, and breathing new life into them. I think what's powerful about the hope of the resurrection is that in a world that seems like the internet cannot forget our mistakes, right? Um, I keep telling uh, my sweet child, be careful what you put on social media, um, because it never forgets. It never forgets. The hope of the resurrection is that uh, things can become new. Things can be um, given new life. Uh, Things can be um, uh, brought back to life in a way that we never imagined them to be used. Hope is a good thing. Maybe even the very best thing. And good things like that don't die. When we think about both the hope of the resurrection and the kingdom of God, Um, I wonder, right, how many of us think about the resurrection being, if I think right and act right today, I get to go and live for eternity. But I think what we see in the acts and works of uh, Jesus in the Gospels is that it's not about waiting for something to come. It's about doing it today. I'm sure you, know, you heard uh, Pastor Josh's sermon about heaven, about there's this you know, kind of connection together, that we're not waiting for our fire insurance policy to kick in, but rather we're working today to create heaven on earth. I think the hope of the resurrection is that, that every good thing that we do That every way in which we care for a neighbor, uh, every way in which we set the prisoners free, every way in which we are generous and we give of our gifts and our talents, every way we become passionate for the things that God is passionate for, we are creating heaven here on earth. That we are creating resurrection here in this place. That we are part of that um, beautiful fresh grass popping up between the concrete of corruption. That it's not about waiting for the end of days, but it's about letting God uh, renew us, revive us, and the world around us today. It's a powerful thing to think about that the kingdom of God is among us, uh, is within us, is near to us. Um, it's one of those things that reminds us that every day can be a step closer to that resurrection experience, a step closer to that heavenly opportunity, that we don't have to wait for pearly gates and golden streets for the days to come in the future, but that our work here today brings about heaven to this place. I, I, I don't know about you, but hope is sometimes a hard thing to find. Um, Hope can be hard to find in a uh, -a work-a-week job where it feels like you spend more time uh, earning money than you uh, spend with your family. Um, It can feel like in the midst of difficulties with uh, legal issues or family issues or financial issues that your life seems to be a drone on and on and on. When will the good come? Well, if we think about the hope of the resurrection, the good is here. That with that first shot Uh, of the revolution, that first moment in which Jesus is brought back from the dead, and then offers the same to us, that you can see it coming. The kingdom of God is near. It's among us. It's within us. It's an opportunity for God to speak into our lives and to make dead things come alive for the good, so that we too might be a part of what God's doing to bring heaven to earth.